Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is Tuesday, August 28th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 549 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. It is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network, that being professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go <clears throat> Go and let you know. First off, we'll start things off, as always, with our Wrestling News and News here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every single Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And I will, first of all, guys, say Big time credos to everyone on Raw Radio yesterday. Excellent show yesterday afternoon. My my head my my, my kudos to you know, of course JD and JD and John. Very good job, guys. Also speaking, uh, welcome. Uh, also here, join us with our today today here in wrestling history is of course speaking of John, the human surplus machine, John Gross. John is a 2000, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the Raw Radio Broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And also joined us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is also a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer and a contributor to WCWS Raw Radio. He is also, of course, known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. And, of course, you know his nickname. You, know, you got to think back to that 60 sitcom Happy Days where, of course, one of the central characters went a little something just like this. He went, E. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, when we say A, you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about Fon Z, 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 Z. He's now joining us on here on the line here as well. That's before we get things rocking and rolling here. Let's go ahead and welcome JD, John, and Fonzie to what should be, I'm sure, an explosive and uh, dynamic episode, episode 549 <laughs> of Revolution. Good to be here. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to world-class championship wrestling, WCCWS Forever Strong. If you'd like to join us for our live video feed for episode 549 of Revolution, please feel free to hit us up there at facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash WCCWS if you like to join us and watch us and listen to us at the same time. And if you also want to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number is always 1605-562-0444. Let's repeat that one more time. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND to match at six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening, which, of course, in addition to the rest of the news and views and history and birthdays tonight, we'll, of course, be talking about everyone's thoughts and opinions, and everyone's going to have a bunch of them, no doubt, about last night's edition of Monday Night Raw, of course. Uh, of course, the first episode under the reign of Mr. of the Lex Luthor wannabe Baron Corbin. That's <clears throat> my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we'll have we'll have a lot to say about that. Plus, we'll have an extra special surprise here coming up in our wrestling extra segment coming up here in just a little, in just a, in a little while. In the meantime, let's go rock and roll here with our wrestling news. And we're going to bring it to us. Fun King Ice is the Ice Man. Well, go back to Cleveland. JD, go ahead. Well, we do know, however, we have some more matches listed for the upcoming showdown, Super Showdown in Australia. And as of now, however, we have heard, however, that these, however, matches have will have been announced. The Shield, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose will team up to take on Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler in a six-person tag. Daniel Bryan will take on The Miz for a future shot at the WWE Championship. John Cena and Bobby Lashley will take on Kevin Owens and Elias. And in a six-person tag, Ronda Rousey, however, will team up with Nikki and Brie Bell to take on the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. Speaking of the Riot Squad, however, Nikki and Brie will be back in the ring this Monday for the first time on Raw in quite some time taking on the Riot Squad. And Shawn Michaels is set to make it a special guest appearance this week as well. Now, the show, of course, in Australia, for a quick note, however, is scheduled for a 6 p.m. start time in Australia, meaning that the show could start, however, mind you, start at 4 o'clock in the morning. If there is a kickoff show, then that would move the start time of the actual event back an hour or two, but we'll have to keep you up to date with that story. Meanwhile, last night, however, it was announced before Monday Night Raw, however, that SummerSlam 2019, however, will be hosted next year in Toronto. Yes, folks, the Scotiabank Arena, formerly the Air Canada Center, will host the event on Sunday, August 11th, with TakeOver set to be Saturday, August 10th, with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown to follow on the 12th and 13th, in addition of August of next year. In addition to that, according to ETCanada.com, Com. SummerSlam Access will be held at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, which this Thursday night will see Triple H, Charlotte Flair, The Miz, and AJ Styles doing an autograph session from 4 to 8 and 5 to 9, respectively, this coming Thursday night, however, mind you. So, apparently, the Great White North of Canada is going to be getting that show. Uh, let's see, some other news, of course. Uh, we do have a couple other things to report. Uh, of course, 205 Live tonight, however, mind you, will have these two matches listed on their show, on the show, according to GM Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud. Kalisto of the Lucha House Party will take on Mr. Alexa Bliss, Buddy Murphy, however, while Akira Tazar will take on the Brian Kendrick, however. Meanwhile, the viewership for last night's show, however, as far as Raw goes, however, was very unique, however, scoring a 2.87 million viewers, down from 3.09 the week before. Considering this is the last episode of the 
show before the show will face NFL competition on Monday nights each week till New Year's Eve, however, in which this coming Monday night we'll see Virginia Tech and Florida State play at Doe Campbell Stadium, however, in Tallahassee, Florida, between the Hokies and the Seminoles, however, on Monday night's game of the week of ESPN, which we'll talk more about this coming Monday on Raw right next Monday on Raw Radio, however. The first hour of Raw averaged three point oh seven million viewers. Hour 2 took in 2.927 million viewers, while the final hour dipped down to 2.63 million viewers. And finally, Howard, we'll talk more about this, Howard, with the open forum of everyone, I'm sure. The reports of last night, Howard, involving Jason Sensation, Howard, were very, well, let's just say, if you want to use the term, unusual and odd in a big way. And we'll tell you why. As first reported last night, however, and we do want to thank the Black Widow for bringing this up, however, on the Raw Ratman channel package box, however, mind you. Mind you, Jason Sensation sent a tweet before the show that he planned on committing suicide, however, inside the Scotiabank Arena during the show. Sensation, who is best known for his role of playing Owen Hart, however, or dressing up as Owen Hart back in the DX days, however, said the following shortly after 6 o'clock last night. I got my gun through security and will shoot myself in the head and kill myself during tonight's hashtag Raw in Toronto. Don't you dare miss it. Thanks for the memories. Now, police and WWE were notified of the tweet and proceeded to investigate the threat before determining that Sensation was never present at the venue. His Twitter account has since been deactivated. But, unfortunately, according to reports, WWE head writer Howard Vince Russo reportedly spoke with Sensation after the incident, however, and apparently the whole thing this was meant to be a joke. About suicide with a gun in front of tens of thousands of people, in what world is that funny? Russo said that Sensation apologized and was doing okay after Russo reached out to let him know how many people care for him. Now, according to his Twitter bio, Sensation is dealing with depression and recently suffered a heart attack, mind you, however. Now, this is what the Toronto Police OPS said after 10 o'clock last night. Public advisory. There were no numerous tweets to Toronto Police regarding a threat by, made by Mr. Jason Sensation over Twitter. We have been investigating this thoroughly, and we are with him now. He never was at the arena, and there was no concern for public safety whatsoever. <coughs> and also, as we said, however, tonight, however, there are some big names, however, at SmackDown, however, including Maurice, Brie Bella, Santino Morella, and who showed up last night on Raw in an interesting segment to uh, confront Elias, let's just say, the seven-time women's champion who will take on Alexa Bliss at the Women's Evolution pay-per-view in late October, hometown girl Trish the Dish Stratus. And let me tell you something. That was no 60-year-old woman right there, too. I can guarantee you that. No, it wasn't. It was a nice, I think she's in her thirties or forties. I think she's still damn good looking. Let me I'll pull up right now. She is forty-two. Don't look it. She in fact, her birthday three her birthday three days in a year. Uh, she was born in December the week before six days before my friend was born. However, Christmas Eve seventy-five. She was born three days after I was born in seventy-five. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you something. Hey. She don't look. She don't even look. She don't even look like she's in her forties. She still looks very young to me. But before I, we before we get to the birthdays and dates, however, and I think I, we should we should get everyone's to take on this. What was everyone's thought about this whole Jason sensation thing? To me, this was absolutely pathetic, disturbing, and just downright despicable, in my opinion. Well, 
and and also and that's a very good point there, JD. And I and I do agree with that. Also, you got to keep in mind here. Keep in mind by what I said on Raw I'll Radio. Back, well, I'll, I'll be back in a second. Okay, but keep in mind by what I by what I said on Raw Radio yesterday about. Of course, I'm sure everyone of course did hear about the situation involving uh, the the situation involving uh, the, the incident at the video, at the video game. Uh, that was, uh, I mean, it, it was said, but as long as someone apparently wanted to get some sort of attention, and they got it in a 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 Thing about it is somebody with you as a scare tactic and all that, and you know, saying ha ha and all that stuff. But the thing about it is, like, this, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it is that you know, I don't know what it is that, uh, that, that he was trying to prove, trying to prove. I mean, just because he probably he's been, I mean, if he's under a lot of depression, I mean, obviously, you know. I mean, he, that, he believes that that's his motivation. But the thing about it is, you don't go, but you don't go around threatening the, the big, big area like this, and go around and and let alone harming somebody else. But you don't want you don't harm yourself in front. You know, you got men, women, and children at this thing for crying out loud. I mean, the thing. I mean, this this was this was downright insane. This this was down. I mean, the thing is, and I'm sure that, like you said, he was depressed over the fact that you know that. He couldn't go back to WWE, you know, and 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 I said, okay, you got something that I can do or whatever. And you know, if they end up probably, you know, telling telling them telling them no or whatever. I mean, I'm sure that somewhere along the lines, you know, I'm sure that might be that may have been a cause of it. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, for, I mean, sadly, it's just a, it's just a bad, it's just it's just it's, it's just a it's just a bad situation here. I mean, the end of the week here is supposed to be like a, I mean, it's all just like every other occasion. It's supposed to be a very joyous occasion and all. I mean, of course, a lot for a lot of kids, you know, they're going back to school and all. They're they're you know trying to try focus on you know what their future is going to hold and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you got all this coming up at you at one time, and just and it's 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 just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Indeed, uh, Fonzie, any take on this? Situation that happened on Raw happened that that that, that uh, concerning uh, concerning Jason's sensation apparently happened that uh, there was trying to be nothing more than a joke according to according to Jason's sensation. Um, I didn't. Yeah, JP called me late last night. About it, but I never uh, heard about it until JD told me. But I'm going to agree with JD. It's pathetic. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I agree here. Let me see if uh uh, uh let me see if uh uh let's see here. Let 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 me see if uh if I'm sure John probably might have. 
And um, so far, I don't see anything that he has said anything about this. But oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course, he's of course he's going to talk about he's going to talk about this as the beginning of his of his rant. But uh, uh, he, he he of course he just he I mean, he like everybody else here pretty much said you know it, this is this one this was a joke that wasn't funny. So I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like I said, I mean. I don't know. I don't know what it is with people these days wanting to do this and all. I mean, we're all we're all down about this and that and the other too. But at least we don't go around here throwing around a gun and trying to shoot anybody or shoot ourselves. I mean, come on, give me a break here. A good thought there, JD. Very good indeed. So, uh, let's see what John has here in the wrestling history and birthdays here for today, August the twenty eighth, thirty two years ago today, which we put it at nineteen eighty six. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Tully Blanchard to capture the national heavyweight title in Los Angeles. That same day, WWF presented the big event in the National Exhibition Stadium in Toronto, Canada. About 74,000 were in attendance for the event, though the number is disputed. The actual number is believed to be closer to 64,000. Regardless of that, it's the largest attendance for a professional wrestling show ever. The attendance lasted all of seven months until it was broken. On March 29, 1987, after WrestleMania 3 was held at the Pontiac Silverdome, the mark still stands for any wrestling event in Canada. So there you go. To this day, not bad, 30-some years ago. Indeed. The show was headlined by a WWF title match between Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff. I do remember that match. Uh, 29 years ago today, we could put it at... Oh, no. WWF presented SummerSlam 1989 from the Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 20,000 were in attendance with 625,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. It's the most for the event until August of, 19, of 1998. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. And here's the rest of the card right here. The Brain Busters defeated the Hart Foundation in a non-title match. The Brain Busters were tag team champions at the time. I often heard Bobby Heenan got a lot of slack from everybody about why in the world the Brain Busters did not put the belts up like that in that match. This was also the Brain Busters' last SummerSlam appearance. Dusty Rhodes defeated the Honky Tonk Man. This was Dusty Rhodes' first SummerSlam appearance. Mr. Perfect defeated the Red Rooster. This was also Mr. Perfect's first SummerSlam appearance. Rick Martel and the fabulous Rougeau brothers defeated Tito Santana and the Rockers in a six-man tag team match. I do remember that match. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Rick Rude to regain the Intercontinental title in a WrestleMania 5 rematch. Also, this was the second time the IC title changed at SummerSlam. And we all know who played a hand in that title change at SummerSlam 89. It was Bobby Roddy Piper. Axel Jim Duggan and Demolition defeated Andre the Giant and the Twin Towers in another six-man tag match. Greg Valentine defeated Hercules. Ted DiBiase defeated Jimmy Snuka. This was Jimmy Snuka's first ever pay-per-view match. I remember that match between Greg Valentine and Hercules. I think Ronnie Garvin served as the uh, ring announcer. Rugged Ronnie Garvin, I think, served as the ring announcer for that match. No, I'm not mistaken. And the main event, of course, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake defeated Randy Savage and Zeus in a tag team match. 
And I will say this one more time, Brutus Beefcake next year in the Hall of Fame as well, in my personal opinion. 24 years ago today, put it at 1994 in Indianapolis, Indiana, Diesel and Shawn Michaels defeated the Head Shrinkers to regain the WWF Tag Team titles. The Head Shrinkers were originally going to put the belts on the line at SummerSlam against Money Inc. However, the tag match was still on as scheduled. And also at the time, Diesel had a big intercontinental title defense at SummerSlam against Razor. Ramon, 18 years ago, on Nitro from Las Cruces, New Mexico, Kevin Nash defeated Booker T to regain the WCW World Heavyweight title for the fifth time. 11 years ago today, we put it at 2007 at a SmackDown taping, MVP and Matt Hardy defeated Deuce and Domino to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Three years ago today, put it at 2015, WWE announced that Rich Brennan would, would be would be promoted into the SmackDown lead announcer role. Brennan, however, would not have the position for long until Mauro Ronaldo moved in. One year ago today, 2017, on Raw from Memphis, Tennessee, Alexa Bliss defeated the Banks. Also, John Cena and Roman Reigns exchanged war, war of words with one another. And also, we have uh, one birthday to report here today, and that is, uh, I'm sure you'll remember this girl right here, Linda Miles, turns 41 today. I believe she was Shanika the Bashers. And today is a special anniversary. It's the 55th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Jr., he, that's what he, what he made at the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, thank you very much for that. And, J.D., thank you very much for the rest of the news and news here for tonight. 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 1355-POUND. This is episode 549 of Revolution. This is Tuesday, August 28, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you. And there's uh, one more guest tonight. we got, too. There's one more guest we got, too. You're going to mm-hmm. like it. Oh, yeah. All that, too. Okay. <clears throat> oh, my. <laughs> and I think Paul's going to step away for just one second. He'll be sure he should... Speaking Kool-Aid, guys, going to be coming back again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, I did want before we get to, uh, before, um, um, before we get to uh, John's thoughts about Raw, uh, I, do have, I do have a couple of, uh, of uh, just quick things here to mention here from uh from SmackDown tonight, we'll talk about more detail about that tomorrow night on Revolution. But uh, just now, I did hear, I did see that Daniel Bryan defeated Andre Cien almost by DQ due to interference from the Miz. Oh, shocker! The little pissing can't do it by himself. However, he has to be a little ball sack. And also, JD, another update just now got right here. Uh, apparently. Next week, Samoa uh, Samoa uh, Samoa Joe told uh, AJ Styles' wife on the phone that he is going to be visiting their home next Tuesday. Not cool. Not no, no, not cool at all. No, 
bad move. And we also have uh, the Bar defeat the Good Brothers and the Colons as they flushed them down, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm trying to see, let's see what else will happen here. Oh, yeah. We have Philly the Kangaroo Cave with her little friend Piss and Pain Royce beating Naomi, however. My goodness, well. My goodness, indeed. My goodness. So, I mean, I guess these girls are trying to, are just trying to prove that they belong right on top. So, there you go. So, and I'm sure they're getting a good delight after what, after what happened with, between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. So, I'm sure there's a big, I'm yeah, sure and Carmel is going to be your main event tonight. Well, that's well, it's well, well, I say it's well deserved because it's a, because the women are getting the highlight in SmackDown. I mean, of course, I mean, I mean, Carmella, of course, we could all care less possibly, but but it's because a women's title match is the main event, which is which is, which that, that's appropriate. That's good. And I'm glad I'm glad to see that. Now let's see what we have here. John has here for our thought for his thoughts on Monday Night Raw. And here, here's what he has to say. I'll reiterate, reiterate what he said about the what J, what you what you uh, talked about a little while ago, JD. John said before we get to Raw, he just wanted to say that the tweet that Jason Sensation made in Toronto that was a joke. It wasn't funny. He really scared everyone with that prank he pulled. But John says he's glad everyone, uh, everyone in Toronto made it out safe and enjoyed well what was not really a good show. And of course, he was talking about Monday Night Raw. Uh, okay, and also speaking, and, and, and during the middle of this, I just got another update here another, about another match, JD, for Hell in a Cell. Jeff Hardy will take on Randy Orton. Oh boy, that's gonna be a good one. Uh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. We kick off with Strowman announcing that he was cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase on September 16th against Roman Reigns. That means he's the third man that isn't waiting to defeat a champion who's most vulnerable. It was RV, of course, Rob Van Dam and John Cena that waited for the right time. And so Braun's the third man that has waited. And Braun and Roman have their have had their history before. And the record books have stated that in one-on-one matches, Braun has always had Roman's number. But now Roman's going to have to face Braun in a match that has no boundaries, a match that is a dangerous contest in history, a match that has put many, 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 opponents to an end and that is of course hell in a cell of course i had to get through their opponents tonight drew mcintyre Dolph ziggler thanks to our new acting general manager lex luthor himself from aaron corbin and speaking of which he gets his revenge against pin ballard or no dq match after balor actually defeated him by dq uh sasha banks makes it look easy by squashing um as jd likes to call her miss alexandra york Dana Brooke. J.D., you're going to find this funny. I, you, I, y'all got to hear this. Somebody actually posted this on Facebook last night. Y'all going to find this hilarious. He says, on, Dana Brooke has some huge tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I said, okay. <laughs> I, said, I just found that funny. I just read that. It was hilarious. The mo- John said, the most exciting match of Raw last night had to be Rollins versus Owens for the IC title. This was one of the best matches and one of the greatest IC title matches of all time. But it was Rollins that kept the title over Owens. And with that, Owens says that he quits. Hmm, very interesting. John says, glad that the legend spoke up about, spoke up about the match between Triple H and The Undertaker. 
There should be an amazing contest between the game and the phenom in Australia in October. And next week we have HBK Shawn Michaels coming to the show to talk about this. But John says that he has heard rumors that there may be an Undertaker appearance at the show. Is it possible that the Undertaker will show up? Wait and see. Speaking of surprise appearances, Elias, of course, had his usual concert with the fans until Toronto's own and multi-time women's champion and also 2013 Hall of Famer Trish Stratus shows up and teaches Elias a lesson. Elias, and this is John talking to Elias, she is not a 60-year-old woman. No way, Jose. And then Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Alicia Fox all confront Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, and Natalia. Not before Alexa bad-mouthing Trish and then cashing in her rematch clause at Hell in a Cell. I hope Alexa has a game plan because it did not work at SummerSlam. But John says she better be thinking of a game plan. Ambrose versus Mahal wasn't nothing special, but Ambrose pulls up a victory over the Maharaja, and he's been looking very impressive since his return. His momentum hasn't stopped it since his comeback. He beat Dolph last week and now Jinder the next. So Jinder's run last year to, from last year to this year has hit a slump. Yeah, I would agree with that. And John says, definitely didn't see a turn. No one saw a turn by Braun Strowman on Roman Reigns. He, he along with Ziggler and McIntyre, all laid waste to the shield. Just to let Roman know by Braun, so you have your friends, I got mine. Braun never needed friends to help him win. Of course, he had the Wyatt family by his side, but since he left the Wyatt family, he never had anyone. And now he has Ziggler and McIntyre in his back pocket. John says, all in all, this show, this Monday Night Raw was a stale Monday Night Raw. And so uh, John says, that's all for his review of Monday Night Raw. And, of course, he just he wanted to reiterate, of course, that the announcement just made tonight here on SmackDown that Jeff Hardy will take on Randy Orton at Hell and so, which all be a good match, by the way. Uh, so let's see. Fonzie, I guess, had to step away. I think he said he didn't really look at look at Raw last night. I think he just said that. Uh, so JD, the, I pose this question to you, sir. Are you cooled off and warmed up? Ready, sir. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is, as always, a WWS Radio Network exclusive. And as you know, the Iceman Jared DiGiorno is not afraid to let let his let his let his Emotions speak, anger. and his anger, well, emotion, well, most specifically anger, yes, uh, speak and all that. Uh, of course, like I said, regardless of how he feels about Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, what have you, he's not afraid to let the fur fly, as they always say. And tonight, uh, of course, talking about last night's Monday Night Raw is no exception to that rule. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, with the Raw, to, to this week's Raw edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. Right, just a second. I'll tell you about it here in a moment here. here. So bear with me here, folks. However, all right, hold on a second. Okay. However, we will talk about Okay, here we go. Last night's Raw was, of course, in the wonderful city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada at the Scotiabank Arena, formerly, however, the Air Canada Center. And, of course, hold on a second.
Sorry about that. I had to get on the fan. I had to get the fan on full blast. It's a little warm. Anyway, from there, of course, we saw our announced team, and of course, the show began with Roman Reigns telling Strowman he would meet him in the ring. However, and of course, Strowman then came out and said that, he, however, he would cash in his money in the bank contract. However, mind you, however, in San Antonio, even though many people thought he should have done it there in Toronto. But then, who decides to show up? Everyone's favorite D&D duo, the Dragon Slayer himself, Drew McIntyre, and of course, everyone's favorite douchebag, Dolph Dickhead Ziggler. And of course, once again, Ziggler challenged him to a match. Rain said, however, if he wanted a match, all he had to do was this and that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he says, however, Ziggler complained, however, that, uh, however, it'll be on his terms, however, when he invokes his rematch clause against Seth, however, and that basically Seth stole the IC title from him. Okay, Dolph, why don't you just be a whiny, crybaby little jackass douche like you always are and cry that you got hosed out of it, however, and that you uh, should get it back and hand it to you again. Yeah. But then, of course, who shows up to ruin the moment again? Yes, folks, everyone's favorite, how are Constable Corbin? Yes, little cockhead Corbin, the Lex Luthor wannabe, however, who, of course, said, however, he approved Strowman cashing in at Hell in a Cell, and he also said tonight his second announcement is a matchup, however, that Kurt Angle can dream can dream of. And as a result, he booked the main event, however, that consisted of Roman and Braun versus Dolphin Drew for later in the show. But if that's not all, however, he said, however, that he wasn't done there yet, however. Tonight, however, he was going to book himself in a matchup against the man that basically hosed him over, in his words, however, at SummerSlam when he came out in the demon gimmick, however, however. And it would start right away, however, and told him to come out right away. And, of course, that was Finn Balor. So, once again, for the upteen time, we have everyone's fair cockhead Corbin, however, against Finn Balor. And, of course, this match was okay, however, but then it ended when Byrne decided to take a cheap shot and go heel all heelish, however, no surprise there, by basically, however, hitting him with a steel chair. But just when we thought the match was over and Finn had won the match, however, by DQ, Finn found out from Corbin, however, that now it was being switched over, however, to a no-DQ match, and as a result demanded the match to be restarted again. And so, unfortunately, the match restarted, much to the anger and dismay of the crowd in Toronto, who were not very impressed by Cockhead Corbin's decision. And as a result, he performed his end-of-day's finisher shortly thereafter. However, despite the fact earlier in the match he avoided the coup de grace, and, of course, he hit Bauer in the back, with the, hit Bauer with the chair for a DQ Schmoss finish. But like I said, the only thing that was unique about this match was, of course, everyone's favorite from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Mr. Graves, of course, having his mouth all over Corbin's backside the entire night and pretty much uh, kissing his ass all night long, among other things, however. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, how Graves, of course, uh, uh, applauded Corbin's uh, victory over Finn Bauer as once again they found a way to just F over Finn, however, after fighting his ass off last week, however, mind you, in a very good match, however, against Roman Reigns that went 25 to 30 minutes. This week, however, we put him in the opening matchup, and just when it looked like he was ready to get the victory and secure the victory, however, for himself, we see, of course, cockhead, little creepy-ass clown shoes, 
kiss-ass Corbin find a way to have his mouth pressed all over Stephanie's hind end and Triple H's little game because, once again, he loves to suck and blow both of them at the same time by getting his own way. Speaking of which, of course, we then hear that Sean, of course, will be on next week, however, to address the Taker-Hunter match. But they also announced coming up later on in the evening, however, we would have these matches. Besides Roman and Braun versus Dolphin Drew, we would have Natty with Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fake Fox, however, along with everyone's spirit, the B-Boring Bland, uh, just Boring and Bland, both board Bo Dallas, and of course the arrogant Curtis Axel, of course the Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan of WWE taking on Dash and Dawson, however. And if that's not all, we would have a musical performance, maybe, uh, if we had time, with everyone's favorite piece of human excrement, none other than the embarrassingly and total uh, ear, the embarrassing piece of crap that is Elias. Oh, goody, I am so excited for this. You cannot imagine how giddy I'm going to feel. Speaking of giddy, of course, we then go backstage to see Apollo Crews once again floating with Dana Brooke. However, and not worry about this and that. But then who shows up but the LeVar Ball of the WWE, Titus World O'Neil, And, of course, this leads us to our next match. Titus Worldwide, however, consisting of Dana Brooke, Apollo, and, of course, Apollo taking on Baby Bailey and, of course, the arrogant little, uh, let's just say, blah, Sasha Banks. And what happens? Oh, yeah, Sasha, Baby Banks, however, and Bully uh, Bully Banks, however, and Baby Bailey take on Dana Brooke and Titus Worldwide. And, of course, this goes only two and a half minutes. Great message you're sending to the women there, WWE. Real smart and thinking on your feet there in this uh, matchup there by having Sasha basically bury Dana Brooke, who hasn't fought on Monday Night Raw in quite some time. But then, of course, we go to, of course, backstage to a vignette involving Dean Ambrose. But then who decides to show up but, yes, Everyone's favorite little meatball himself, the arrogant total jackass himself, Mr. Juice Head himself, gender, I want to be a total moron, Mahal, and his boyfriend, Sunel, the somewhat uh, little, uh, let's just say, snake sing. Of course, it was nice to see uh, Dean, however, say to him, get out of my face. As, uh, like I said, how, like I said, however... Ambrose said after opening his eyes, and Mahal, of course, was not too impressed to hear Dean do this to him, but it showed that that little moron and his little boyfriend, if you will, however, didn't care to hear anything more before Dean was going to take a swing and busting him in the mouth. Speaking of busting in the mouth, let's talk about the best match of the night by far on last night's show. The man who always loves to burn it down against the ogre, who just signed a new five-year contract, however, with WWE, or so we thought he had signed a five-year deal. Of course, he was not received very well in Toronto, apparently, even though he is from Montreal. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. This, to me, was, of course, the best match of the night, and probably one of the best matches on Raw of the year, hands down. I mean, these guys went 22 minutes and then some. They could have gone at least 30 or 35 minutes. They absolutely tore it down, no pun intended, and gave the fans everything they wanted and then some. And I tip my cap to both of these guys. These guys absolutely busted their ass last night and deserved uh, at least 30, 35 minutes of being in the ring with each other. But so they went 20. 
Then afterward, we saw what happened, of course, as Owen sat in the ring in a chair and was not very happy about what had just happened and simply said two simple words, I quit. Now, here's where I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant before I continue on. First off, last week, okay, you lose in two minutes to Braun Strowman, however, in a very short match, however, and then the next night, you're kept out of Raw, however, basically... I think, I think, yeah, he was out of Raw last Monday night, hour because they were going to give him a little bit of vacation time. But what happens? Oh, yeah, that's right. Of all people, let's think about this, Howard. Once again, who made the call? Let me think about that. Oh, yeah, it was probably none other than Dingus Stephanie McMahon herself, Howard, and Triple H, Howard, unless it was Vince himself, the old fogey himself, however, who decided to bring back, however, Kevin Owens this week to Toronto. Just when we thought Kevin Owens was going to get a little bit of vacation time, however, all of a sudden, however, we see him, however, being forced back on Raw, however, however, to fight once again. Now, as I said earlier in the news, however, he is supposed to technically fight at the Australia pay-per-view in early October. For the next month or so, they keep him off TV let him spend time at home with his wife and kids, however, wife and ch- uh, children, however, and just heal up. Because I'll tell you right now, Howard, he needs to just really take a break for a while because he is really right now sort of burning himself out at both ends. And by both ends, I mean he's doing not only, I'm sure, the father-husband thing, however, as well as dad thing, however, mind you, but also, Howard, just not healing up from any type of bumps and bruises so here's an idea to triple h stephanie and vince Howard: keep kevin owens home for a little while and then bring him back maybe the week before the australian pay-per-view maybe in early october if you don't have if you keep having him on weekly however until the australian pay-per-view then you're just basically gonna burn himself out and just completely uh exhausted to the point where he'll be lucky if he can keep walking let alone wrestling but we'll see what happens. Then, of course, we go to the Raw Tag Team match, however, involving the B-Boy and Bland team of Curtis Aragon Axel and Bitch Boy Bo Dallas against the uh, somewhat revival of Dawson and Dash. However, what happened? Time. The skies opened up and they made good on their promise, however. Heaven be praised, however. The revival actually made it uh, a good thing, however, and revived at least for one night, however. Not letting us hear the same old crap on the B-Boy and Bland sucky team, however, by beating them in a non-title match. But what happened after that? Oh, yeah. Next week, however, they're going to get their title opportunity against these guys. Okay, let's rewind the clock now a little bit. What's happened the last couple weeks? First off, Axel loses to Dash last week. Dawson loses to Bo. And then last night, how all four of them are fighting again, this time in a non-title matchup, however, the Revival end up winning, however, and now next week they get rewarded by Constable Cockass Corbin that they will get an opportunity to go after the tag team titles finally and put the B-team hopefully out of their misery once and for all unless the B-team finds a way to just continue not suffering any more setbacks, however, come up with a big win and hold on to their gold. Gee, just goes to show you how awful they're thinking of the tag division more and more because they continue to bury certain teams to no end. Speaking of buried, however, let's talk now, however, about the Trish Elias thing, however, before we get into our next segment, shall we? Uh, We have 
Elias come out the piece of human excrement that he is, and of course he decides to run his mouth, however, and of course where did it get? Yeah, he couldn't keep his big mouth shut long enough, however, as the human piece of excrement, however, found a way to downplay the city of Toronto and Canada before, of all people, the lovely, beautiful, seven-time women's champion, who is not 60 years old, by the way, you human piece of human feces, the lovely, beautiful Hall of Famer, seven-time greatest women's more champion of all time, Trish Stratus comes out and literally pops the place like crazy. As a result, however, Elias thinks you thought that Trish was going to walk with you and that she thought that you were um, going to believe in you and you uh, basically uh, found a way to just uh, degrade her and her friends and family there in her hometown. Well, guess what, Elias? That didn't work out so well, did it? You got slapped in the face like a little punk bitch, however, and then you basically probably had to go cry back to the locker room to Constable Corbin once again and say, I got most screwed over by opportunity to perform in front of these people because of a woman. Boo fuckity who on you, my friend. You got exactly what you deserve because you were nothing more than an arrogant little bitch and you decided to run your mouth to probably the greatest women's champion ever, however, and make fun of her in front of her friends and family. And what happened at the end of the night? Oh, that's right. As the old TV show used to be played on MTV many moons ago, however, that was called by, by, by a joking show called Punked. You got punked out, my friend. And you got punked out in a big-time way because you couldn't keep your big damn mouth shut and you just had to find a way to basically continue to run it. Speaking of running it, let's talk now about our next match. The lovely Natty, however, with the women's champion and Trish, taking on, of course, fake-looking Alicia Charmel Sullivan wannabe Fox, however, Alexa the Cunt Bliss, and, of course, making her first return back on Raw in three and a half weeks, Mickey James. And once again, Alexa found a way to just not, basically, find a, couldn't find a way to just keep her goddamn mouth shut because she once again has to be that little conniving bitch whore that she really is. As a result, however, Alexa did tell everyone, however, that basically she's invoking her rematch with Rhonda at Hell in a Cell, however, mind you, however, and so she is hoping to get back what was once hers. Well, let's just hope for right now that is not the case, however, but we'll have to wait and see. But knowing Constable Cockass Corbin, of course, Stephanie, Hunter, and Vince, however, they'll probably find a way to get the belt off, off Ronda just after a few weeks and find a way to give it back to that little ever-conniving cunt bliss because Alexa deserves it for the fourth time in the last two and a half years. Yeah, that's a great message you're sending, WWE. Way to continue to bury your Raw women's division when you have to have a little blonde bimbo like Alexa Bliss be the Charlotte Flair of the division by basically getting everything handed to her on a silver platter once again because she is so deserving. And you go like Sasha Bailey, Ember Moon, and Ronda down in the dumps, however, and not giving them any spotlight time. Wait, a great message you're sending there heading into the Evolution pay-per-view, you stupid jackass. But uh, Natty ended up beating the fake-looking fox and her friends. But what was very cool, however, and I think everyone didn't get to see this, but if they did see it, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it too, people, is that after the match, Natty paid homage to her father, however, after the match was over, having her 
raising her finger, one finger, uh, one finger in the sky and gesturing it in honor of her father. I thought that was a very, very classy and a very emotional thing to see. But it was very classy to see her do that. That was very classy. I thought. And of course, then we see Nikki and Bree in the back talking with the girls, however, and then they announce that next week they'll be taking on the Riot Squad, so there you go. Of course, we saw videos throughout the night, however, everyone weighing in on their thoughts about Taker and, uh, like I said, uh, Triple H, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Booker, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, among others. Then, of course, Corbin was on the phone with Stephanie McMahon and said he would talk to Kevin Owens to get everything ironed out. Corbin then told a production staffer that he needed a masseuse. Yeah. Then, of course, Bobby Lashley shows up, mocks him over then for changing the stipulation during his match. Corbin told Lashley that he had a match for him, but he said he couldn't think of his name as an opponent because he had so much going on, but it was coming up next. Now, this is where I thought they were going to find a way to screw over Lashley, and I was thinking if they did that, however, there would be serious hell to pay. Unfortunately, but Bobby Lashley did take on Connor and Victor, who has not been seen on Raw in months, let alone in quite some time. And what happens? Big, powerful Bobby Lashley ends up beating Connor and Victory in short order. But something tells me that coming up next Monday, that Lashley might be getting basically screwed over here. Because I'm sure that little Lex Luthor wannabe cockhead Corbin, however, is going to find a way once again to stack the deck with Bobby, however, or find a way to bury Bobby by having him probably fight, I would say, Akim and Rezar, the AOP, and of course the AOP will probably do the dirty work of that little cockstain Corbin, if you will, however. Then we go to the semi-main event, Dean Ambrose versus Jinder Mahal. Ambrose, of course, showed that little, mop, little meatball and his little boyfriend, the snake, seeing as Jinder, the juicehead jackass, got beat in less than five minutes. Then we go to the main event. Roman and Braun versus Dolphin Drew. And here is another little rant and piece I'm going to give to everyone here. So please be advised, this may not be pretty. Roman and Braun ended up winning, but then afterward we see Strowman join dickhead uh, Dolph, however, and the Dragon Slayer Drew by beating down Roman. But what happens afterward? Oh yeah, Seth and Roman come, uh, Dean come down to try to help their fallen leader, the Universal Champion and their big brother, and they get beat down too. But the end comes to see that Braun is now siding with Dolphin Drew. First off, however, I thought he was going to take out, basically take off the head of Dolphin, basically turn it off, basically rip it off his entire body, however, and basically use it as human basketball. Drew, not so much, because Drew is a tough, big guy. We know that, and I'm not saying anything bad about Drew, because Drew is a very dangerous guy, and he is one of my favorites oh, by far, along with Michelle, and I'm sure some other people in this show. If not, it's your it's your opinion still. But here's where I'm going to go with this. First off, a couple months ago, Braun was like one of your... Earlier this year, Braun was one of your top faces for a good while, and he hadn't done all that bad. But now you're going to be turning him back into a heel, going against Roman Reigns, heading into a hell in a cell, and probably walk out of San Antonio as the Universal Champion. Possibly, maybe. But if not... Where do they go from here after this, however, if Braun should not win this match with Roman, however? What happens next? Does he side with Dolphin Drew for a little while and become a, like a big bodyguard for both of these guys because they don't they need the protection and they can't uh, fight on their own and they don't have the balls to do it themselves, however, by, other than having Braun as their new buddy? I mean, seriously. I mean, as I said before, Dolph is a douche. He is a dickhead. And just a total guy who is asking to get his ass kicked. 
I wish Braun would have done that last night, but that wasn't the case. The guy who is carrying this team, however, is not Ziggler. I'm sorry to say this, and Michelle, I don't mean to be mean spirit. If you were on this right now, I'd say the same thing I'm telling you right now. He is not the heart and soul of that team. The guy who is the heart and soul of that team, by far, as I said it many times over, and I'll keep on saying it, however, is basically Dolph's buddy. The Dragon Slayer, the former NXT World Champion, the Dragon Slayer, as I call him, because he is a dragon, and he is very tough because he breathes fire, and he definitely isn't afraid to just let him, everyone know that he means business, and Breeze definitely comes out smoking out every time, however, and gives it a good fight, and that is Drew McIntyre. So, I think it's time, however, sooner or later, I don't know when they're going to do this, however, in splitting Dolph and Drew up. I wish they would do it na- right now, because I think, personally, Drew does not need Dolph to be, Dolph, Drew does not need to be Dolph's little lackey, or Dolph doesn't need to be Drew's lackey. It's time to do something else, Dolph, however, Basically, go into comedy, do something else with yourself, however, because once again, as I said before, time and time again, you continue to think you're the show-off, however, and you're going to steal the show because, obviously, you're nothing more than a whiny little arrogant douche, and you say that you should be getting your title back off of Seth Rollins. boo freakity who? You lost clean at SummerSlam. Get freaking over it. But as far as Braun, Drew, and Dolph Power, I don't think this alliance will last very long. Personally, I could see Braun and Drew maybe being a team. That would be a very, very exciting team. I think those two guys could really surprise some people, maybe put the tag team, uh, maybe improve the tag team situation a little bit better, possibly. But uh, until they get rid of Dolph Power, this whole trio, it's not going to work. I just have a funny feeling it might not work. So, Drew, I will. I hope soon, how I, rather than later, you kick that little whiny little pipsqueak's face off, Howard, and just basically turn his head, rip his head off as well, because I'm tired of hearing about him. Oh, I'm the greatest show off. I'm the greatest showman, Howard. Yeah, we know you are, Dolph, but you're nothing more than a Triple H 1995 carbon copy is what you are, my friend. And as far as the shield goes, Howard, I mean, it's been two weeks. Is it going to continue to work, or will it continue to work uh, in the weeks to come? Well, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, overall, this show is okay, but you only had one good match the entire night. And as far as uh, grade-wise, between A and F on my scale, and I haven't done this grading scale of Raw, and this is a first, folks, I'm going to give Raw a downright D-. This was disastrous. Uh, This was uh, damaging. And this was totally uh, another another good D word besides disastrous and... uh, uh, disastrous and uh, devastating. Yeah, thank you, devastating to just watch because obviously we're gonna have to continue to put up with the next few weeks or ever how long we're gonna put up with Constable Cockhead Corbin, the Lex Luthor wannabe, and Stephanie McMahon's little bitch boy and Triple H's little boyfriend, if you will, run raw to the ground. Now we haven't heard what the ratings are yet. How we probably won't know till tomorrow or later this week, but I can tell you right now, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. Coming up on Labor Day, if it's going to be a good show or not. But right now, I think, like we've said so many times before in the last week, I think Raw for the next little while, depending on when Kurt comes back to GM, if he does come back to GM, is headed downhill more and more. And if he does not come back as GM, however, and if they need another person to step in, however, to run Raw, I'm all for it. But right now, I just don't think Raw is going to continue to be a very big successful. So they need someone else to step in, or they just need to ditch the authority figures on both shows once and for all. I, I do, I do humbly agree with that. Uh, 
Uh, I do I definitely agree with that there, JD. Thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, that was in fact the Iceman Jared D. Drama with the raw edition of the WWS Icebreaker. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> folks, let's give you the phone number one more time. Uh, 1605-562-0444. Once again, 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is, this is episode, of course, uh, 549 of Revolution here, of course, uh, for, uh, <clears throat> uh, for uh, like I said, Tuesday, August 28, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, the Iceman, Jerry Duomo, and the Human Super Machine, John Gross, here with you here this evening. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, uh, I don't know, uh, had to step away. Uh, uh, for a moment, um, uh, um, JD, if you don't mind, go on Facebook for a minute and messaging Ann. There's currently a message there. Uh, um, Ann has a message for you, but I'm not going to say it on the air. So if you could, yeah, I uh, I got it. I got it on my phone. I'm okay. Okay. Or right. what? What do you know? What the, what, what that's all about? Uh, I I I'm I'll, I'm sure I'll I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll find out how. I... Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And and, and I will say it might. And like I said, it wasn't say I was going to say it on here, but it might have something to do with Fonzie. I don't know. Yeah. You might want. To, okay. So I just want to make sure that uh, we get that word out. Okay. Uh, folks, coming up here tomorrow night, our Triple Threat Wednesday, WWS Outside the Ropes, of course, from 6.30 to 7.30. Myself, J.D. and John, of course, will be bringing you uh, some news courtesy of 411mania.com. Plus, J.D. will be bringing in his uh, box office report and sports headlines. Plus, John and J.D. and John will be taking part, of course, in our Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge uh, in the form of some pop culture jeopardy or some movie trivia questions. Be sure to join us from 6.30 to 7.30, 141-387-POUND for Outside the Ropes. From 8 to 9 tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, 139-925-POUND, WWS Wrestling Debate. As the Madness Kingdom, we'll be, of course, talk, be talking about what took place on Raw last night, what's, well, t- what's taking place on SmackDown tonight. Um, other wrestling news making the rounds, I'm sure, like I also with Hell in the Cell coming up, there'll be some talk about that, I'm sure. So be sure to join us for Wrestling Debate tomorrow night from 8 to 9 right here on Talk Show. And, of course, I'll be back on with Revolution tomorrow night as well as we will talk about the, the latest wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, plus also our thoughts about tonight's SmackDown as well. And our live video feed will be coming in from WWS Fan Empire coming up uh, here, of course, tomorrow night from 9 to 11. Call ID 138-055-POUND. And of course, we're now going into 10:15 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, like I said, on like I said, Tuesday, August 28, 2018. Uh, folks, um, as you know, of course, WWE 2K19 is set to is, is set is set to uh, uh, is set to come out here uh, early part of October, and there. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Let me take care of that. Okay, it's set. It's, it's set to come out. Uh, um, time, of course, early part of that, October the eighth or ninth. Uh, I believe. I, I believe it's October the ninth. I'm not mistaken here. Uh, 
Um, and of course, uh, there have been numerous, as I've been reporting, of course, there have been numerous videos being posted on YouTube of, of, of updates on who's going to be on the roster for 2K19. And I do have a third update here, folks, of a, of a list of, uh, do have a list here of, of some, some superstars that will be taking place in this. Um, uh, John didn't want to say one quick thing there about Monday Night Raw. He said, hopefully, you know, if, of course, HBK and the Bellas return. Hopefully, also, hopefully, and also, hopefully, if the Undertaker returns, it might boost up Monday Night Raw a little bit. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But, uh, of course, getting back to 2K19, uh, like I said, I did, I did get an update here. Not, not a whole lot this go around here, folks. Um, and some, some, some you might, you might probably was expecting. Some you might not have been expecting. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and and uh, <clears throat> JD, I'll just I'll, I'll talk with you and John about this uh, here. Like I said, it's a very short list here. Of, like I said, the update just came out. So the third update just came out today. Uh, I'm talking about the latest entries for the roster of 2K19. So JD, I'll start with you here as we talk about our first entry here. Uh, from, from today's update, Batista. Uh, which one's this one? Sorry. Uh, the, I'm talking about the latest update for 2K19. The, the first entry is Batista. Uh, Batista being on there, I'm surprised because, I mean, he hasn't been around in quite some time. Will he return? At some point, WWE, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, right now, he's been out of WWE for quite a while. But the question is, how much longer is he going to be out? I mean, how, is he going to come back to WWE? Will he ever come back to WWE? That's the big question. Absolutely, and let's see. Uh, John says the animal is back in the WWE video game. And he hopes he returns to WWE for one more match. Okay. Uh, next up here, now the next three guys are all kind of connected because these three are like different versions of one particular superstar. From the last update, we did that we did tell you that Daniel Bryan did make it on to the to the roster, but we have three different versions of Daniel Bryan that also made it on on the roster um, for uh, for this third update for two k nineteen. And we'll start, we'll go one at a time here, J.D. and John here. Uh, J.D., I'll ask you first. Uh, Daniel Bryan, as he was in 2003, your opinion here, please. Which one's this one? Sorry. Daniel Bryan from 2003. Surprising. I mean, they would put him in this type of game, especially how when he was just breaking into the business, though, when you think about it, though. I would, I would definitely agree. Uh, John, your thoughts on Daniel Bryan from 2003? Sorry, what was this one? I already, I've already, this That's is sorry. one you, you already, you already did this one. John says he does agree with what you said, JD. Uh, the next one here is another Daniel Bryan, is another version of Daniel Bryan, JD, but this is Daniel Bryan as he was in 2012. Huh. Uh, okay, I, I just 
This is Daniel Bryan as he was in 2012. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. What was your uh, thing there? Sorry. Daniel Bryan from 2012. It's nine years later. I mean, I mean, Daniel Bryan started to become well, sort of like a different guy over the, within the next nine years. How from the Indies to, uh, like I said, uh, the Miz is uh, somewhat, uh, like I said, student to uh, continue to just grow and expand his repertoire. Uh, John, your take on Daniel Bryan from 2012? John does also agree with J.D. once again on that one. And J.D., Daniel Bryan as he was in 2013. Hello. Yeah, I'm here, sir. Daniel Bryan, as he was in 2013. It's a year, and nothing's changed. Our pretty much the same year. I mean, nothing's changed. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts on Daniel Bryan, as he was in 2013. John says that was when the Yes Movement was reborn. Yes, I do agree with that, John. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up here, guys. Now, here's a, here's an interesting thing. Let's get J.D.'s opinion on this right here. J.D., John Cena from 2003. He was actually in Ohio Valley Wrestling coming out of OVW at the time. Howard. He wasn't quite the chain gang man. or He was starting to become the chain gang man, shall we say. But he wasn't the big name superstar just yet. I mean, like I said, the thing with Cena is, and I said it last year when they did Mania Hour, they did this 15 years way too late. If he was starting out back then, Howard, and taking on The Undertaker then, Howard, it would have been a great match, Howard. Uh, here it is 15 years later. He's 41 years old. He's done a lot over the years with charity now, and that's good for him. Don't get me wrong. He's done some movie work too, however. But uh, he, he was a little green back then. A lot of people didn't know quite anything about Cena, however, and what it was like, however, but uh, a lot of people had their own opinions about him, too, but uh, he had some unique uh, things, however, but he wasn't quite into his element just yet, even though he had done some mixed thoughts at OVW, this and that. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see, John says he actually can't wait to see the 2003 version of John Cena in this game. Uh Okay, next up here in this one, this was one of the two superstars that was announced actually over the weekend um, that they mentioned here. Uh, let's get J.D.'s opinion on this. The current uh, uh, United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne, 
JD. Your thoughts on Pete Dunn? The bruiser weight is tough, no doubt about it. That Tyler Bate, I mean, he has had a very unique career in the UK so far. Uh, WWE has had him on a couple shows. The Tyler Bate match from last year's takeover was very good, however. Uh, I think he's slowly getting better. He's still a young baby at heart, however. He's definitely, uh, like I said, learning how to uh, basically get his in-ring ability going, however. Like I said, he will improve over time. Like I said, however, like I said, I mean, he is... Very unique. I mean, you cannot knock the man. Like I say, he's 24 years old. Actually, he's 24, my mistake. But like I said, he's been the Bruiserweight Championship, the UK champion for a year. Uh, he has definitely come a long way. Uh, like I said, however, of course, he began his career at the age of 12, believe it or not, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, though. But, I mean, he's 5'10", 200 pounds. I mean, they call him, they don't call him the Bruiserweight for nothing. He's competed in other places like PWG and Mijinoku Pro Wrestling. Uh, he has done very well, like I said, since coming into WWE, however, a couple of years ago, uh, like I said, um, like I said, uh, him, Tyler Bate, Mark Andrews, a lot of the UK guys, how I have done, Zach Gibson, have done, uh, very good in the UK, you cannot knock him, how, and like I said, I think he has a great, great future ahead of him, he really does. John, your thoughts on the current United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne? John says he is the bruiserweight. There is no doubt. I would definitely agree with that. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, next up here, and uh, JD, we'll see you here as we talk about the next uh, addition to the WWE 2K19 roster. Randy Orton from 2013. Your thoughts, please. He, uh, like I said, has had his moments over the years. 2013, one of those moments, however, that was very unique. Huh? Eddie, are you looking at something? Eddie, are you looking at something? Hello. Okay, let's see. John, your thoughts on Randy Orton from 2013? John says also. John says he also cannot wait to see Randy Orton from 2013. And speaking of wrestling, there, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do, I do have an update from SmackDown concerning the main event. Charlotte has defeated Carmella to retain the women's title, but JD Becky Lynch attacked after the match. I'm not surprised. Here we go. <clears throat> There you go. 
So ne next up on the list here, uh, GD, uh, uh, I thought he would have already been on the on the uh, roster by now, but uh, but but he's on the he's up, he's on the update tonight. Uh, JD, the commissioner of SmackDown, Shane McMahon. Your thoughts here? Yeah. Shane McMahon is the next one. What's this one? Sorry. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, you said? Shane McMahon, that's what I said. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm going to say Shane has had his issues, no doubt about it. Shane has had a very, very unique uh, career, like I said. However. Uh, John, your thoughts on Shane McMahon? He says... Here comes the money to WWE 2K19. Nice, uh, nice move there, John. I like that twist. And JD, if you see, if you, if I just now mentioned Shane McMahon, this person cannot be too far behind. Who have we been talking about here uh, all this time? Here, the no-show commissioner of Monday Night Raw. Stephanie McMahon, your thoughts here? Oh, 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 oh. oh <laughs> okay. That's all I can say. There you go. I agree. I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, John, your thoughts on Stephanie? I mean, yes, I understand. That means it's just a character, but still, she has, she's not one of the best. Let's, I mean, she, she abuses her power way too much. I mean, we know that. I mean, that's a dead given. I agree with you on that. I agree with you 110%. Let's see what John has to say here about uh, about uh, Epping McMahon. John says no comment. <laughs> John, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Okay, next up here, the other addition that was listed here earlier uh, over the weekend here for 2K19, Tyler Bate, JD. Your thoughts here? I've just talked about Pete Dunn. I mean, another great UK talent. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is very, very unique in his own way, and he is going to get better in his career. However, like I said, I mean, he has done very well. Like I said, he's 21 years old. I, I, I like him a lot. He, him, Pete Dunn. Are, I mean, you talk about British wrestlers, quite the future. Uh, I definitely agree with that, and. Uh, uh, John, your thoughts here on Tyler Bate?
Colin says he definitely does have to agree with JD on that. And JD, here is the last one here on our update here for tonight for 2K19. And I was a little bit, we'll say a little bit surprised to, to, hear, to hear about this. The Hall of Famer, man, we all truly miss in the, in the world of wrestling. The ultimate warrior. JD, 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 JD. The last one on the list, JD, is the ultimate warrior. Well deserved and uh, definitely one of a kind. Absolutely. I would agree 110% on that. And John uh, is saying here you can't go wrong with the ultimate warrior. Who is he going to squash on WWE 2K19? That is the question. And that is a good question to get D. John. And like I said, we'll keep getting updates here, folks, ladies good and point, gentlemen. John. Very good point there. And, of course, we'll be getting more and more updates here, of course, leading up towards WWE 2K19. As I do believe, I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be coming out on October the 9th. So, uh, 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 still a lot, a lot of ones, surprisingly enough, that has not yet been mentioned. I'm sure there'll be more legends mentioned, uh, more current superstars mentioned. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here. Uh, but uh, I do want to thank, of course, uh, Element Games, who has been putting out these updates on the WWE 2K19 roster. You can check out their videos on YouTube. Some very good stuff. Uh, got it. my hats off or there to them. And check out all their other stuff they got going on here, too, which they got a lot of good storylines. Going on using the the, the two kit the, the the two WWE 2K games as well. Let's give you this out one more time here, folks. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055 pound. <clears throat> this is episode 549 of WWE US Revolution for Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. Mr. WWE US Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo. And the human suplex machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Uh, we did also have a visit from the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie earlier tonight. I'm not sure what happened, um, um, but uh, but we'll definitely try to find out. So I hope he is doing. I hope he's doing okay. And we'll try. We'll. Um, he may have probably he may have not been feeling well tonight, uh, but uh, we hope to have a little bit of an update on that on him. Hopefully we'll be able to hear from him tomorrow night, of course, on all, on our shows here or before or this evening before our show ends here. And speaking of which here, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of which, coming up this weekend, of course, as you know, at 6 o'clock, we'll have WWS Power Hour, 141-364-POUND, as we, of course, will be uh, talking about what took place here in the radio network here this week, plus also the wrestling history for this coming Saturday and also the latest wrestling news courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to join us at 6 o'clock this Saturday after the evening for Power Hour. But at 8 o'clock Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a much bigger ball game. As, of course, as you heard, J.D. JD and Fonzie, uh, this uh, this past week, 
uh, a challenge was made uh, to, to, of course, Fun Fozzie to JD for the for the up uh, for, of course, as you know, uh, that that challenge that uh, match upcoming uh, match for the Universal Championship, due in, in part to the results of the fatal uh, four-way match that we had several weeks back. Uh, and that, and of course, that match will officially take place this Saturday night at eight o'clock on WCWS Wrestling Championship Challenge. As the Harp, as the Iceman Jared DiGiromo will be defending the WCWS Universal Championship against the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. Call ID one four six five zero seven pound. Be sure to join us here for that as well. <clears throat> It'll be another big time round of wrestling jeopardy here, folks. Be sure to chime in on this. And JD, during during my promo for Wrestling Championship Challenge this weekend, I did happen to notice the presence of a particular insect that has made it onto the scene. Uh, and this is it creeped on just now, Howard, and say I'm the best. Uh, I think I, I I I think she did. I think I think it did say that she was the best. Yeah, that's what that's what it said. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's so, bring her in now. Let's bring her in. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, the first 2015 WCW US Hall of Famer. She's known as the Black Widow and also the First Lady of Professional Wrestling among so many big time nicknames here in WCWS. She's also, of course, a big part of WCWS Triple Threat Talk Radio. GFW main event, WWS Women's Revolution, and of course, all of our shows here in the radio network. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the M to the L to the D. The lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds has now made it on to 549 of Revolution. Michelle, welcome. Well, hello. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Michelle, a uh, couple of things on the agenda here uh, uh, we have on the table here. I've already uh, first off, I'm going to ask you about what your thoughts were on Monday Night Raw. Then, second, I wanted to get your thoughts on the latest update of superstars to the 2K19 roster that was just put out today. So, but first, let's go. Let's let's let's, uh, let's let's do this first. Your your take, or should we say, are you ready to spin a little web, so to speak? Mm, yeah, my yeah, I'm always ready. Okay, well, let me go ahead. I got to ask one thing before we get into the web spinning, however, and and of course, we talked about it already, Michelle. I know you're probably going to share with it maybe in the web, but if not, your early thoughts, however, should I say, yes, your thoughts about the whole Jason sensation thing. Um, I think he's a fucking idiot. Um, I think he is a, a very sad excuse of a human that wants attention to to do something like that and potentially put people's lives in danger. Um, so many of them underneath of that, that dome, you know, watching the show last night. Um, I think he needs a good uh, swift kick in the teeth. I, I just, I don't condone shit like that. You know, I don't condone when someone's playing around with people's lives and then later like, oh, ha, ha, it was just a joke, sorry. Really didn't mean it. Um, so yeah, if they did arrest him and all that, that's what happened. Great, that's what should have should have happened, because he's a fucking flipping idiot. And apparently, this is not the first time he's done this shit. This is what I've heard. Okay. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, based on that, Michelle, I think I think I think we've got Michelle hyped up. I think she's ready. 
I think she's ready. So yes, I think so, so too. Yeah, yeah, she's ready if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle, before you before you do that, my dear, I gotta say you're still the friend of my lord. I'm not speak sapphire. God bless your soul. By the way, Michelle, I got the video you sent me of him and Dustin from a long time ago. I got that. I like that. Very good. It, yeah, that shit's golden, isn't it? Oh my god. The I classics are always gold. Classics are always gold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. And then let's go ahead and get right on to it here, ladies and gentlemen. As of course, this is another WSWUS Radio Network exclusive. The Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds is also not afraid to let the fur fly, regardless if it's harmful or harmless. She is willing to bring it out here on the table each and each and every each each and each and every opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, I do bring you the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds with the raw edition of the WSWUS Widows Web. Well, um, first of all, the match between Rollins, the open challenge match between Rollins and Kevin Owens was a terrific match. Um, They had really good chemistry, you know, on and on and on. Of course, you know, he says, I quit afterwards, which is bullshit because he's not quitting. Um, But, you know, you got got everybody's attention. Kudos to him. Um, But... You know, he said he didn't, he wasn't going to leave there until he had a title. And, well, guess what? You still left there and you still don't have a title. So I don't know really where the hell he was trying to go with that from the beginning. Um, and, you know, and, and I have to say this, and, and y'all can, y'all probably be pissed off and hate me, but everybody's mad at Corbin because, and, and you know, someone else made this a point too. I was trying to find it to read it, but I can't find it now. Um, He's doing his part, you know. If he's pissing you off, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He is another Eric Bischoff in my eyes, but a different version of Eric Bischoff. Um, I think he, you know, he's doing his job. But here's what my problem was with him last night. Uh, and JD knows this too because JD brought it up in chat. Bobby Lashley. Um. I don't know what the hell they're doing or thinking, uh, but you put him in a freaking handicap match against the damn Ascension, and just like I told JD, he's going to handle it. He'll win, blah, blah, blah. And he did, but still the fact at hand is that you're shitting on him. You're making him look like he is a jobber, basically. And... I don't like that. I'm a little fed up with that. And if that's the case, then I think Lashley needs to find somewhere else to go. Um, period. I am. I'm very disgusted with WWE. I'm about ready to go sit in front of the damn performance center and like boycott and you know do something. Um, let's see. Uh, but yeah. So I'm pissed. You know, stop, stop, stop shitting on him. He's too great of a talent to, you know, waste on. And I'm not saying on the Ascension, you know, because they're bad. Ascension is a underrated tag team that they are just making them look like little bitches. And and I don't like that either. I don't prove I don't prove of that at all. Um, help me, JD. Uh Trish Stratus and Elias last night. Oh, the little yeah. segment that happened. There. Okay, look, I. I love y'all dearly, and if Gerard's listening, sorry. Uh, she looks like shit. 
Um, she's had way too much shit done to her face, and she looks horrible. Um, I'm a big Elias fan, and I don't I don't appreciate her interrupting him last night. I think it was a little bit rude on her part, but hey, whatever it is, what it is, it's all skit. It's basically a, a different version of a soap opera. Um, but Trish, yeah, she looks rough. Um, Ronda Rousey can go take a flying leap for all I care. Um, gonna Natalia, make Alexa scream again, and I'm telling a cell. No, um, Natalia, bless you. her heart. Bless her heart for stepping up, and you know, want to let things go on and all that for her dad's sake. Kudos to her. That that's amazing. Um, yeah, that was Alicia cool. Fox, I said that was very cool last night too. Alicia Fox is another one that I've always been a big fan of, and they do nothing but she's a jobber. They shit on her. You know, they they make her everyone else's bitch, and she is a fucking veteran of this company. I don't get it. Um, I don't remember anything. Oh, uh, I know what the one the main thing I'm gonna talk about. And I'm and it's not gonna be pretty, but um. I don't remember any other matches or anything. Um, the B-team the B of the Revival. The Revival finally in the tag. Oh, okay, shot. yeah. Revival beat them. Hell yes. But guess what? It wasn't a freaking title yeah. match. That pissed me off. So now next week we're going to do yeah. it all over again. And the B-team's probably going to retain. So, you know, it, it's just it's just like getting so predictable. It's like reading a fucking fairy tale, you know. Oh, this is how it ends. Okay, great. Let's start back from the beginning. No, let's not and say we did. Um, just make the match for the freaking hell in a cell. I mean, just just stop stop booking the same shit. I'm tired tired of seeing it, honestly. I really am. Uh I don't remember anything else. You talked about Finn, right? You, 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 hold on, I'll help you. You talked about oh, Finn, Finn, right? Finn, 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 Finn. How I love me some Balor. Um and so does my mom. Oh my God, has she become a little freaking obsessed with Finn Balor? But anyways, um, <laughs> Finn Balor is a great. They're burying him. That, that, uh, that I'm getting to that. That should have stayed in New Japan because they were not shitting on him there. They were making him look like a actual fucking superstar. Um, they put him in different matches. He was in the Bullet Club. Blah blah. blah. He actually had a career over there. Over here. What the hell are they doing with him? Oh, you get to face fucking Baron Corbin again for the third time this week. You know, it's just getting old and ridiculous. And I hate seeing Finn get shit on. Um, I really do. It burns me, you know, as a Bullet Club fan to see any of those guys get shit on. The club, they're getting shit on. Um, AJ is not getting shit on, but. You know, this shit with him and Samoa Joe, I, I think they're getting a little out of hand with it. But anyway, that's a story for tomorrow night. Anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Finn should go back to New Japan. I think he should do something. I think he should go somewhere else because they're not they're not going to they're not going to continue to do shit with him. They're just going to make him look like a a B B plus performer basically. Um. Now, I'm going to get to Mr. Roman and all them, you know, so, yeah. Um, I'm a little pissed, well, I'm more I'm a, more than pissed off, um, that one, oh, oh, wait, 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 
Dean and Ginger Mahal. You make Ginger Mahal beat everybody. Everybody. But you let Dean Ambrose fucking pin him? What was that? <laughs> I didn't understand that. I was like, okay, talk about a B-plus player. That's Dean Ambrose. I don't know why they made him win the damn match. But anyways, it is what it is. Okay, so Roman. Uh, Roman actually had a little bit of co- uh, comic side on him last night in the beginning of his little bullshit speech. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this and go with this. Um, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan. Hey, how about that? Who didn't know that? Um, I I support him, yes, as a wrestler. Um, Do I condone him for having, putting Seth and them in the position of coming to save his ass again? No. Um, You know, J.D. bitches about how people help others win or they, you know, they do certain things to win. Prime example, Roman could not win on his own. You know, he felt the heat on his ass because Braun cashed it in and then he, you know, then the, you know, Seth and him had come help him. I, I, I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand why Roman's holding that universal title. I don't understand why they took their biggest freaking face person of the company in Braun Strowman and they turned his ass heel last night. Why the hell did they do that? I don't know and I don't understand it. But guess what? His fanship probably just went down. They're they're gonna be pissed because oh we turned his back on Roman. Well he didn't have to he was never obligating anything to Roman to begin with. So it is Braun Strowman's career. It is his choice as to which way he wanted to go. But I don't think that the answer was making him heal. If you wanted to turn somebody heel, let Ambrose turn heel. It's coming. Get it out the way so we can move past this shit. It, it's boring me, you know. I, I I like the Shield. Don't get me wrong. They're a great trio. But I'm to the point now where... I like Seth Rollins on his own. I think Seth Rollins is is more better as a single competitor than he is with Roman and Dean. Um, you know, and they all, you know, they're all doing their individual thing right now and all that stuff, and that's great. Um, but there again, like I said, I think they made a mistake of uh, shit. Sorry, they made the mistake of turning Braun heel. Um, does that mean I'm not going to like him anymore? No, <laughs> it does not mean that. Um, I just think they could have gone a better way about it. Um, I mean, if you want to make the shield a heel again, you know, I, I like the shield when they were heel. They were great. Um, I mean, I saw them live when they were heel, and and they were they were really good. Um, but. My point is of this is that you, like I said, you made your your biggest face, Mr. Monster in the Bank, holding the Money in the Bank contract, turn heel. And not only that, but he had to give that back to Corbin. 
You weren't cashing in then. I don't understand why you had to hand it over to him last night like that. But anyways, it's whatever. Raw sucks. They're hurting really badly. And the whole bullshit story that they're going with Kevin Owens for when he returns, I don't approve of. Um, Kevin Owens does not need anybody to speak for him. He he cuts great promos on his own. So I think let bygones be bygones and let him, you know, let, continue to put his big boy britches on and talk for himself. Um, as we all know, Brock Lesnar's gone. I'm sure there's totally so many people that are happy of that, but not me. Um, Raw needs to do something, and, and they need to step it up, because I'm going to tell you what, SmackDown is really – they're starting to rise. Um, I think Paige is, you know, she's stepping up her, her game. And I'm hoping that come next week, it'll go the way I want it to go. Anyways, that's topic for tomorrow night. But anyways, um, yeah, SmackDown is, is starting to bury them. And, you know, slowly but surely. And I don't know what Stephanie and them are going to do. Or, you know, Corbin. But you better figure it out, and you better figure it out quick because, you know, right now, uh, and and this shit of Bailey and Sasha, I mean, can they make them look like more any more lesbians? Really? I mean, can they? Yeah. Because that's exactly what the fuck they look like. They look like as lesbians. Oh, I won! Oh God, I must hug you. Ugh. Uh, make me one for a while. In face you're in a um, hug, Michelle. Yeah, I know you want it. No, uh, JD, zip it. Um, <laughs> I, I just. You know, it's, it's disgusting to me, honestly. It really is. Um, I'll agree with you there, yeah. Um, as of right now, for me, pending, as for tomorrow night's show, too, SmackDown was the better show of this week. And I know we haven't talked about it, but I'm going to say that right now. And I'll say it again tomorrow night. It was the better show of the week. Yep. Um, yep. You know, it, keep Braun, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, they better do something. Because I'm going to tell you what, right now, New Japan and Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground and even Impact, they're all killing it. WWE is going in the shitter quickly. Yep. I know you're ready for All In on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good show. I am. I'm very ready for that show. Yes, that's it's going to be, be a good show. I think that's, I think that's going to be a great show. show. That might be the best show of the year, I feel. And there's going to be a new NWA champ. Watch. Yep, I think Cody's going to beat all this. I agree with you. I'm picking my, my money will be yep. on him. But I'll tell you that uh, that Pentagon that Pentagon Omega match is going to be unbelievable. That's going to be a show stealer. Oh, that's going to be phenomenal. I can't that's going oh that, they, they should give that sixty. They should give that forty five sixty minutes. That is going to tear down Chicago. That really oh, yeah. is. Oh yeah, and then you got Marty Scroll and Sammy yep. uh, Callahan. Yep. And then you got the big six person yeah. tag Ray Junior and his buddies against. Yep. Uh, that's going to be an entertaining match. That, that'll be uh, worth mm-hmm. watching. Who do you think is going to challenge for the ROH title against Lethal? That's going to be a good one. I don't know, but I wish somebody would strip him of it because I'm not a fan of his. Yeah, I've kind of lost my little bit. I've lost a little bit of my respect for Jay Lethal a little bit, too. Oh, I did, too, when he started doing the shit to, to Rick Flair, he did. I, he, he lost me there. I never 
never really cared much for him, but he really made me not like him even more when he did that shit. That's no, mm-mm. That, uh, that shit don't fly in my book. It really don't. But it is going to be, like you said, a really good show Saturday. And, um, you know, for the sakes of the groups and stuff like that, I'll try to do a review and, and put it up or and, you know, talk about it, you know, Monday or uh, whatever day next week go on there. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I hope everybody's going to watch it because they're going to throw down some shit and that's going to be uh, a really good pay-per-view. And then you got Bound for Glory, October something or another, uh, 14th, I think it is. And that's going to be a hell of a show. They've got a hell of a lineup on that so far. So you got some stuff that's upcoming that, you know, can really blow them out the water. You know, but, I mean, I can't, I can't, I, I, if, you know, let me write for them. Because if I write for them, I'm going to bring back every big damn superstar I can. Cody Rhodes. Kenny Omega, I'm going to bring them all. And, you know, I'm going to make it damn good to where it needs to be. And, and they're just not doing that right now. They're just not. Like I said, SmackDown's blowing them out of the water basically because Charlotte Flair is the champion. That's it. And AJ Styles holds the title. That's it. Right. I agree. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, a a very humongous Widow's Web here tonight. For Monday Night Raw, brought to us by our own Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Michelle, we thank you very much for that. Now, Michelle, I've already talked to JD and John about, about this, and John's already left us for the evening. So, John, thank you very much, sir. We'll talk at you here. Uh, we'll talk at you here tomorrow night. <clears throat> but, Michelle, as I mentioned before, we do have another update on more added on to the roster for WWE 2K19. Uh, JD and John's already gone through this. I'm going to run them down here through here with you. Plus, there was also one other I did not add on. I just realized it because I had to double check my list here. Uh, but uh, but I'll, I'll and I'll get both of y'all's opinion on this this one last. Michelle, let's go ahead and go. Let's go ahead and we'll run all these down through here with you right here, right fast. Uh, <clears throat> we'll go a little bit past eleven o'clock hour here. Uh, but uh, first one here, Michelle, and this is one I think you're definitely going to love. Batista. Yes, yes, I love Batista, yes, yeah. Okay, all right. Next up here now, Michelle, we'll go ahead and tell you here that the next three are different versions of Daniel Bryan. Oh, God. <laughs> One's <So>, enough. <laughs> well, I know. But these are like, like as Daniel Bryan was during these particular years, basically, is what these are. Um. First one I have here is Daniel Bryan from 2003. That's when he was on fire, basically. Like his career was on fire. Okay. The next one here was Daniel Bryan as he was in 2012. Yeah, he was pretty much still rocking it then, from what I remember. Okay, okay. Uh, and the other one is Daniel Bryan from 2013. That was close to when he, yeah. Um, I mean, look, I like Daniel Bryan. I do. But 
when you put Daniel against the Miz, there's no competition for me. It's the Miz. So I like Daniel. I respect him. He's a great performer. Okay. All right. Next one here. Now, this one you're going to get a little bit of a laugh about here, Michelle. John Cena from 2003. Boring. Okay. There you go. Uh, that didn't take that long. <laughs> I'm going to make it simple. <laughs> that, that, that didn't take that long, if you will. Okay. Uh, next one here was one, one of two superstars that they announced over the weekend as being a part of the 2K19 roster. The current United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne. My son's favorite um, at this time. He is a huge Pete Dunne fan. I think he has pretty much collected everything of Pete Dunne's that he's come out with so far. Um, I know as of right now, he has every damn shirt he's come out with. Uh, I do know that because I'm the one that bought him. Um, yeah, great, 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 great in-ring performer. Uh, I'm just not a, that big of a fan of his, but my son loves him. And, you know, he is, he's good. He's all right. Okay. All right, the next one here. And this one, I think, Michelle, you're going to get a humongous kick out of this. This is another version of the wrestler we've already talked about. Randy Orton from 2013. Love me some Viper. Yes. Um, 2013. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was basically Viper, Viper Orton. Yeah. I mean, Randy Orton is, he does no wrong in my eyes. Y'all know that. I, I love him. And, um, he was great tonight too, but I, I'm a big, I, I love Randy Orton. The next one on the list, Michelle, the current commissioner of SmackDown, Shane McMahon. He is the cutest damn thing. I want to pinch his fat cheeks. But anyways, and I don't mean his butt cheeks. I mean his face cheeks. Um, I miss Shane, and I miss Shane's music. So um, he's actually my favorite McMahon. And uh, yeah, he's been doing he's been doing a good job. And we had to stay along the same lines there, Michelle, as we now talk about, unfortunately, Shane's sister and the current commissioner of Monday Night Raw, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Stephanie's a badass chick, though. I mean, you got to give her credit on that. Um, oh, yeah. she she definitely is the you know, demon spawn of Vince McMahon, basically, in a roundabout way. She's the woman version of him. There we go. That's exactly what it is. She's so much like her dad, it oozes out of her mouth the minute she opens it to talk, basically. Um, but I, I, I like Stephanie. I respect her. I think she's a very pretty woman. My dad does, too. My dad, oh, Lord have mercy. My dad thinks she's a very pretty woman, too. And okay. I can tell you, he won't look at her face, if you know what I mean. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Triple H has got some competition there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, next up here, the other superstar that was mentioned over the weekend here as being a part of the 2K19 roster, another fellow uh, British superstar, Tyler Bate. I love Tyler Bate. 
my son and I, <laughs> when we watch the matches between them two, it yeah, it gets a little carried away. But um, I love Tyler Bates. I think he's an excellent performer. Um, I think that he should be. He needs to hold that title. He needs another title run. If Pete done, um, oh that I made a run. Um, he yeah, and that's Liv Morgan's boyfriend too. But anyways, um, he's great. I, I love Tyler Bates. I think he's excellent, excellent talent. And uh, here's another one for you, Michelle. And then there, like I said, I'll get JD's and Michelle's opinion about this one. As I did not add it on earlier, I did not. I forgot all about this one. But anyway, let's get to the one we've already talked about here. And JD and John's already talked about. It. And Michelle, let me get your take on this. Which I'm glad that they finally decided to put this man back in a 2K in a WWE 2K game. The Hall of Famer, God rest his soul, the ultimate. Warrior. Oh man, you know, um, I'm a big fan of him. I, I love the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I, you know, going back and listening to that speech he made the night before he died just tears me up. Um, but I think he deserves every recognition he can get. Of course. Of course, being the cover guy for one of the games here, uh, 2K, 2K14, wasn't it? 14 or 15, yeah. I think. It was, yeah, I think, I think it was, so. I think it was 14, okay. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. Here's the one, and, J.D., I'll get back. Let's bring you back into the mix here. This was a superstar I forgot to mention earlier that was added onto the video. I thought I had added him before, and apparently I did not. J.D., let me get your take on our truth which one? Our truth. Uh, time to retire. Do something else with your career. Joe, your take on our truth. Um, I'm going to punch JD in the face first. Then I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. Um, I love our truth, actually. <laughs> um, I think he is underrated talent as shit. I don't think they. I think that's all they've done is shit on him. Like when him and Goldust had the thing going on, that was golden no pun intended but it was great like and and our truth is funny as shit like you know this this shit that he's doing now it's very comical um i i per like i said i personally i love our truth and i hate to see them uh keep shitting on him I mean, uh, just do something with him already. Ty Dillinger, for the love of Christ, do something with him. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, but that's the updates we have so far. And like I said, I'm sure we'll have some more here with the game. Of course, not coming out till October the 9th. And I'm sure, Michelle, you've probably already gotten yourself a copy for your son. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's probably in the works, I'm sure. <laughs> so oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, don't forget, of course, uh, before we go here, let's let's go around the table. Uh, Michelle, is there anything you wish to add before we close out? Um, any anybody that's a Lucha Underground fan, tomorrow night, uh, eight o'clock Lucha Underground is the wedding of Taya Valkyrie and uh, Johnny Mundo. Um, I think it's going to be. Yes, they're already married, but now they're adding it into the show, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, but it should be a really good show. There's some other matches, and there's supposed to be two returns, and I think one of them is supposed to be uh, a very big part of Lucha that everybody loves and has missed. Um, as far as Impact, only match I know for Impact this week is uh, Allie versus Sue Young versus um, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, that's all I know. But, I mean, I'll keep everybody, you know, posted and up to date and try to get things put in the group and all that stuff. Because um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on this week, like, the, the you know, the all-in pay-per-view this weekend, which is going to be off the rector chart. Um, but I'll try to keep everybody, you know, up to date. And I'll try to – whoo, I'm out of breath. Try to get as much stuff um, posted. On there, and I will let everybody know too, real quick. This is off the wrestling record. September sixteenth, I think it is. I will have not had a cigarette for a year on that day. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So congrats indeed there, Michelle. And also, Michelle, also on the first I saw the discussion earlier this evening, earlier today between you and Ann. Uh, I do thank you for uh, getting get Ann uh, uh, in on the basics on talking. And, and speaking of Lucha Underground and ROH and and, uh, and New Japan, I do thank you for, of course, uh, 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 starting her I guess you could say education on uh, on that. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Yeah, anything for Anne. She's I love Anne. Anne is a sweetheart. She's great, and I don't mind doing any of that with anybody. That you know, well, I don't know. Maybe not, I don't know about anybody, but certain people within the limits, I would. But for Anne, hell yeah, in a heartbeat, I don't mind helping her. Well, like I said, she has talked about she's wanting to learn a little bit more and more about the wrestling trade. And like I said, we are we are we are definitely going to give her as much schooling as we possibly can on on the stuff from from, from past and the present, of course. Um, Absolutely. But I, do, I do thank you for for that. Of course, as as MLD did mention here, ladies and gentlemen, she will be of oh. course posting on all three of our pages. NJPWS Forever Honorable, ROHUS Honor of the Ring, and Lucha US Ultimate Underground. Be sure to check her, all of her posts on all those pages as well as, of course, both of our GFWS pages as well for some updates on the impact and all. A local thing, also, by the way, here, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have any more updates about this. I just now saw this today that September 22nd, actually, not too far away from me down here, they're, they're going to do, they're doing something to raise money for. Athletic boosters for a local high school down here, and it's supposed to be uh, uh, big time wrestling. Is supposed to be doing this event, and some of the people names, some of the names, and y'all are not going to believe it. Some of the names that have been mentioned that's supposed to be in this, and I'll have to go back and look at the poster again. Mick Foley is supposed to be making an appearance of this. Uh, hmm. Big Big Cass, who is now known as Big Caz. You I mean understand. Big Ass? Yeah, that too. 
And also, JD's one of JD's favorite guys. James Ellsworth is supposed to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but it's, it's supposed to be raising money for athletic boosters, athletic boosters for a high school not too far away from me. Uh, I think it's supposed to be happening Saturday, September 22nd. Uh, um, and I, when I get more details about it, I'll try to, I'll try definitely, want, I'll definitely try to post something in the uh, Indie US page if anyone likes to take a look at that as well. I know that not a lot of people are going to be near this area, but like I say, getting the word out about it, I mean, I'm sure everybody will definitely want to hear about it as well. Uh, Michelle, thank you very much. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to add, sir, before we close out the evening? Excuse me. Uh, JD. JD. Yeah. Anything else you wish to add? You're good. Okay. On that note here, we do thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 549 of WWS Revolution. <clears throat> Be sure to join us here tomorrow night uh, for, of course, Outside the Ropes, 139-925-pound. I'm sorry, 141-387-pound. Whoops, blooper time. Okay, 141-387-pound from 6.30 to 7.30. Wrestling debate from 8 to 9, 139-925-pound. And Revolution, 138-055-pound from 9 to 11 p.m. Our live video feed coming to us from WWS Fan Empire as we'll be talking in great detail about what took place tonight on SmackDown Live. For the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the heartbreak kid, Fonzie. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be talking to you tomorrow night on our Cripple Threat Wednesday. Be sure to not to miss, us out, miss out on this here on the in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. Revolution episode 549 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always here in the, in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And we will talk and, we, and, 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 uh, and take care out there. We will talk to you tomorrow night starting with Outside the Rips. Take care. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.